0: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth radio show, com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we welcome back a dear friend to the show, someone we've known for about 10 years. He will tell you what will happen in 2020. You may have heard the name Mr. Gerald Salente. Gerald makes Nostradamus look like a choir boy. Nostradamus would never be able to keep up with Gerald because Gerald has had so many predictions that have come true. And how does he do it? He reads all the time. He is a scholar when it comes to history. He meditates. He's always pulling new information in. And I love it. I love that passion for learning. I think if all of us have that passion for learning, we're going to open up doors in our lives and see things we probably couldn't see before. I also thought about... Mentalist Jim Carroll, who we've had on the show before, he said, Every day memorize something, put your brain to the test, pull a new experience in. You know, when you do that on a regular basis, you're probably going to, again, open up your consciousness. But Gerald's got a lot of pretty cool predictions that he has for 2020. Let us begin tonight's show. It is a great honor to welcome back to the program the founder and director. The Trends Research Institute and the publisher and editor of the Trends Journal, Mr. Gerald Salente. We're about Gerald by going to his website at trendsresearch.com. Mr. Salente, honor to have you with us. Thank you for joining our program once again.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, and thank you for all that you do.
0: Thank you. And if anyone gets a chance, you have to watch Gerald's show that he does. You can look at it on YouTube. And every week he'll go through, or every couple of days he'll tell you about what's going on in the markets. And he's got this incredible bullshit button that he presses all the time. I think he's going to wear it out because he presses so often, but it's terrific. So, uh, Gerald, what are some of your predictions for 2020, what you see happening?
1: Well, we're going to be putting out the full list in just a couple of days. Uh, one of them is independence. Look what's going on around the world. I've been in this business now for almost 40 years. I've never seen anything like this before. Hong Kong, Spain, Lebanon, Zimbabwe, Sudan, Guyana, Ecuador, Chile, Bolivia, Iraq, Colombia, Peru, Venezuela destabilization like I've never, never seen before. It's the new world order. Two trends. People are fighting for their freedom and battle against growing disparity between rich and poor, government corruption, violence and crime. Country after country. This is big. And the big part, the two parts, again, it's the new world disorder And independence, all of these movements I talked about, Bolivia, Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, Spain, Hong Kong, Iraq, Iran, Spain, Sudan, Lebanon, Zimbabwe, Guinea, Algeria, Cameroon, Egypt, all of these these, uh, uprisings, no leaders, independent movements, very important, very important to look at. And to me, that's the future that people don't want to be led anymore because they know where their leaders lead them. And only the sheep will want to be led over the cliff. And so that's why we're seeing these movements going on. That's really spectacular. Do you see
0: any other point in history where you had a micro version of this happening? Do you see that there are a lot of similarities between what is happening on a global level compared to what was happening in the American Revolution and also Do you think that this growing resistance, this growing independence, is going to keep pace with the speed for which these global parasites are trying to impose tyranny upon the entire planet?
1: Well, when you go back to the American Revolution, you know, there were the the founding fathers. And this has no founding anybodies. And so that's what makes it very different. And, you know, one of my sayings is that when people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. And people are losing it. They're losing in Iraq. They're losing it. Look what the United States did to them. They destroyed this nation that did nothing to us, a war based on lies. They turned it into rubble. America killed over a million people there. And now the people are fighting because they have nothing. And what are they doing? The Iraqi government slaughtering them. As we speak, some 400 have been killed, uh, tens of thousands wounded. And the same thing, it's, you go to Chile, the wage disparity is among the greatest in the world for that kind of an environment, for that kind of a, a, a country. And you have a billionaire running the show. And what's happening in America? We've got a billionaire that's president, and now we just heard another billionaire worth, what, about $54 billion? A little boy of nothing? A Little arrogant little piece of crap, uh, Bloomberg, stop and frisk Bloomberg, another low life that ruined the lives of so many people and robbed people of their freedom, allowing the, the cops to stop and frisk anybody they didn't like or look like, particularly blacks and Hispanic. and a little low-life slime ball Bloomberg and I'd call that to him face, and leave your little boys behind, because if you've got a problem with me after I say it, and you want to do something about it, let's go. You little piece of garbage, you supported your stopping frisk crap until you announced that you were going to run for president. And now you're sorry you did it. I can't stand these people. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're sorry you got caught. So that's what we're looking at with this new world disorder. Nothing like this has ever happened before. And here's the important element about this, or another one. One of our trends that we're forecasting, not for this year, but for next year, is the Greatest Depression. You're already seeing a global slowdown. The immigration crisis is going to escalate to levels we've never seen before. You go back to the Great Depression, what do you have? Two billion people on the planet? And now how many do you have? Oh, we only <laughs> added 5.5 billion, right? Almost eight. In, in, in 50, in, in, excuse me, in 90 years Okay, so to the beginning of keeping records, you got two billion in 1930, and now in 2019, you got 7.5, 7.7 billion. So what I'm saying is, more and more people are going to be unemployed. The wealth has all gone to the top. These revolutions are going to escalate into civil wars, violence, crime, like we've never seen before, and. Another one of our trends is, off with their heads, 2.0, because the people have had it.
0: And when we see this greatest depression happening, because people have been so accustomed to an economic system where they're incorporating credit, what does the world look like when credit is no longer available and when people lose total faith in fiat-based currencies? Is the world slow down dramatically? Is it a turn inward? I mean, with this these uprisings and revolutions, do you think that that's going to happen in a rapid like succession? Do you think the world will be in extreme chaos and violent crime for a prolonged period of time? Or do you think that it's probably going to be something that's going to happen with intensified over a short period of time because a lot of anger is being built up? So what do you foresee happening uh, the next couple of years beyond that?
1: When all else fails, they take you to war. And that's what we see. So as the economies fail and... And to get the people's minds off the problems that they have, they take you to war. Look how Americans have been brainwashed with propaganda to hate the Russians, to hate the Iranians, without knowing any of the facts. Oh, there's Iranians—they're the worst terror group and in in, 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 terrorist in, in the world, according to Trump and Pompeo and others. Oh yeah, the Iranians—I mean, look at the—you know—the Iranians. I mean, they they, uh, they started the Iraq War. No, that was the Americans. Oh, the Iranians. That Assad has to go. That was Syria, right? No, that was Obama that did that, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, they were invited into Syria by the president in the United States, and its coalition of the killing are illegally there, but that's okay. Oh, those Iranians. Uh, that guy Gaddafi, I say he got to go. Oh, no, that was the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner Obama, wasn't it? Oh, those are the Iranians. Look what they did. They they invaded Afghanistan. No, I don't think Amer- I think that was America that invaded Afghanistan. Hey, look at those Iranians. Look what they're doing in Yemen. Oh, you mean the Saudis? The uh, that invaded a, a foreign country that they the Saudi gang first invaded when they became the official gang taking over the area in nineteen thirty four, and were fighting the Houthis back then and are fighting them now and getting all their armaments from the Obama administration and the Trump administration. Oh no, it was the Iranians. So the people buy the propaganda without knowing any of the facts. And what have the Russians done? Look at what the Russians did in Ukraine. Oh, you mean the United States overthrowing the democratically elected government of Ukraine in 2014, just like they overthrew the one before that with the Orange Revolution? You know, so the people buy the propaganda. So they're going to take us to war. When all else fails, they take it to war. It's going on now in Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu, after two elections, can't win the prime minister. He's being brought up on corruption charges, and now they're—what are they doing? They're increasing their their attacks into Syria on Iranian bases. So Iran has no right to retaliate. Yes, they will. So, and then the United States, Saudi Arabia, teaming up against Iran. So we're concerned about war breaking out again. When all else fails, they take it to war.
0: And do you foresee anything happening in terms of an intellectual revolution occurring prior to this chaos occurring, prior mm-hmm. to the Great Depression, prior to a World War breaking out? And is there any hope in your mind, do you, if not in the United States, but other places in the world, that could actually spur something more positive?
1: Yes. And that's only if we have peace. And that's why I launched Occupy Peace. You cannot cre- be creative. You cannot evolve to higher levels if you live in a in a state of fear and terror. And that's all the United States sells. And and that's all that the United States does with other nations as well. And the other nations that are doing it, I mean, there's, there's craziness everywhere. You know, as I said, you look at all these countries, the corrupt governments, all the ones I've mentioned. And so we need peace. Without peace, we just keep going down. And elegance. Elegance is another one of the top trends we're looking at. When people rise to the highest levels, with within themselves, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You go back to the Great Depression. Look at the pictures. Look at the happiest, hottest music America ever knew. It was swing time. The Great Depression. Swing time. And people dressed to the nines. And the blacks were leading the charge. They were leading in music, style, and grace. And I believe that's what's going to happen. Whoever leads it, you know, lead the t- take, the- take it over. I'm not talking about any race, creed, or color. I'm just saying what's going to happen, and why it needs to change, and what could help change it. And elegance is one of them, and that's one our one of our trends as well for the uh, 21st century, uh, for the two, 2020. Awesome.
0: I think we need a creative resurgence. I'm sick of movies and TV shows these days. I mean, the only thing I, I see is progressively exploding are books. I love reading books and finding new great new authors, but I notice a real disturbing trend in China that they seem to have pulled off quite amazingly where they have the social credit rating system where the government keeps track of all different things. And a lot of people in the U.S. are saying, well, well it can't happen here. Well, I, I think it, I feel it could happen. and It's it's going to happen because how can you trust these tech companies? If the government flat out isn't implementing a social credit rating system, How why, why would these tech companies not want to implement them themselves? Do you foresee that happening? Do you foresee that taking full swing in the United States? And do you see that as... The greatest impediment to people in the U.S. and even across the world accessing and having realization of true freedom.
1: Yeah, that's part of it, you know. um, And they're going to keep robbing us more and more of our rights. Look, they just—they just renewed the Patriot Act, and it allows the government to spy on us. The Democrats did it, and um, and the surveillance—they listen to everything we're saying. They watch, look, and listen to everything that they want. Again, I, I'm an American. I believe in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and I don't need anybody dressed up in, in, uh, in their uh, court drag with their robes and stuff to tell me how to interpret it. I'm an intelligent man. I've been writing for a lot of years. I could read it and understand it myself. So they're doing the same thing here. And I believe one of the trends we're going to see down the line, uh, they're going to create a new currency, a digital currency to replace the dollar. And they're going to do it in China. They're going to do it throughout the world as they have debt levels that they can't pay back. They'll create something new. And the the young younger generations will buy into it because they're all digitally addicted already. So not having a currency is fine with them because they don't have any money now. They pay digitally in China for just about everything, and they're going to see it more and more around the world. So the the, uh, the geeks have inherited the earth.
0: If they're able to create... Another digital currency, how is that I mean, do you think they'll probably restart the same cycle again? Well, they'll bring up all this debt and they'll continue the same
1: type of paradigm only with digital currencies exactly. look what's going on now. I mean people don't know what the repo market is, and that the Federal Reserve has dumped thirteen excuse me three trillion dollars since September seventeenth into the repo market, the overnight lending markets, so the trading houses could could borrow money and keep the markets going high. And that's what's pushing them up around the world, by the way. I mean, you know, India hitting new highs as the economy is going to new lows. So the equity markets are a total uh, understanding of the corruption going on and how the money junkies get their fix from the banksters to keep their gambling addiction going. And it has no relationship at all to the real world, and neither does the currencies that they're now, uh, digital currencies being Printed on nothing and backed by nothing by the Federal Reserve, the New York Federal uh, uh, Reserve Bank, uh, just this uh, and, in, the, in the Thanksgiving week, pumped in on the Tuesday, ninety two point seven billion dollars, ninety two point seven billion dollars. The numbers I'm talking about are unimaginable
0: how does that not eventually come back and engulf the entire country in a hyperinflationary depression when you have all that money that's being thrown in there? I mean, how does, if any other country did what we were doing here, how would they not experience that kind of catastrophic event?
1: Because what they do is they just keep making up a new game. China. China has $40 trillion worth of debt. $40 trillion. Wow. The United States government debt is only about $23 trillion only but when you add in all the other debt the pensions the social security etc you're looking about 220 trillion you know in, in the long term i'm saying what they're going to do i believe and the and society will buy it the new generations is to create a new digital currency to replace the dollar the yuan all the countries in debt
0: if you're somebody who is definitely foreseeing this big crash coming and you want to profit off it or you want to have a high standard of living even after this catastrophic cl- crash happens, what industries would you be investing your time and energy in? What industries you see emerging that will probably be very successful where if you want to get in now, you should probably keep your focus on?
1: Well, the one, one that's going to keep growing is healthcare. And all alternative medicines and complementary medicines—that's just going to continue to grow, particularly as the population um, grows older and less healthy around the world. And, you, and you're again—you're you're seeing, you know, you're, you're seeing all the numbers come up to show you how bad it is. You know, like studies come out, obesity can cause brain damage. You know, and and it's and and look at the obesity rates that are going on in America. And and there's a new study that came out by Gallup. Um, uh, that uh, more Americans say they weigh 200 pounds or more uh, this decade. And I remember as a kid, there's Fats Domino, great, great singer, you know. Found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. One of his songs, the early songs was, they, they used to call him the fat man because they called, me, they called me the fat man because I weighed 200 pounds. 200 pounds was fat back then. And now it's a whole different game. Yeah, 200 pounds become- is an eating disorder
0: right now. It's like...
1: Oh, two hundred pounds is average now. Oh my God! That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but back then, in the late '40s, early '50s, to weigh two hundred pounds. Look at the look at the photos of Woodstock, 1969, fifty years ago. Look at the physiques of the young people, and then look at them now. So one of the big, the big, big, big trend is, um, as we see it, for the boomers. You know, one of, my, one of my sayings, and I'm the first generation baby boomers, 1946. The older you get, the more you have to do. The less you do, the quicker you go. So there's going to be a lot in in, in kind of that kind of health, and also in um, alternative medicine. And and again. The the other areas that are going to keep evolving in a devolving way as well is in robotics, artificial intelligence. I mean, that's just going to keep expanding to levels beyond what we even can imagine today. You know, go back to 1994. It's not ancient history. You know, the, the Internet world was just starting. You know, those old, old of us old enough to remember, you didn't get videos and stuff. You had, you know, static little movements like cartoon figures from the 1900s, you know. uh, That was the the elevated Internet. And so look at the advancements since then. So that's going to continue to grow as well. And alternative energies, there'll be something new coming up to replace the old that we have. So those are the kind of fields to look into. Gerald,
0: I told a lot of people that when they watch you when they read you i i try to tell them to be sensitive to your energy because I feel that uh, you're a warrior you have this real you know fighting spirit which i love i think it's very inspirational that you're not going to be pushed around you're going to be somebody who's going to stand fight for justice and fight for peace so i was wondering if you can please share with our audience right now some of your your warrior's creed what are some of your core values and what are some of the things that you do and you practice to keep yourself strong, to keep yourself sharp, and to keep yourself, you know, towering in the face of all this darkness that is uh, covering around our world.
1: There, besides my my parents, may they rest in peace, a gentleman by the name of John Perkins, not the John Perkins that writes the books. This is John Perkins of attackproof.com. I've been a martial artist, I tell you, when I was coming back from Saugerties, back then... In the 80s, I began with Tai Chi. I had uh, almost uh, eight years of um, Okinawan Tai, and then my teacher, my Okinawan Tai teacher, said basically when I came back after beating the uh, Taekwondo champion of um, <laughs> the Dominican Republic uh, back in the early 90s, he said to me, "You're going to have to forget." everything that you learned. I'd been working out with John Perkins and I wanted to find out how real this was before I told you about it. And it's close combat. Close combat, there's no forms. So I learned how to be a real fighter. And um, so I don't give orders and I don't take orders. Don't tell me what to do. You do what you want to do as long as it doesn't affect me. I'll do what I want to do as long as it doesn't affect you. And don't cross the line. I can understand what the Declaration of Independence means. As I said, the the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, I don't need somebody to interpret it for me. So I fight for that in the sense of the physical fight. I will not die for war, but I fight for peace. And I'm a warrior for the Prince of Peace. Christmas time is coming. You know, people talk about Black Friday. And by the way, I find that name racist. I think we have to change it. <laughs> Black Friday. <laughs> but anyway, of course, you know, I'm just joking. I can't say what's going on abroad either anymore. <laughs> the uh, so it's about the Prince of Peace. And that is what I fight for. I fight for peace. And those are my passions. And what the Trends Journal is, it's a magazine that tells you what's going on, what it means, and where it's going. And knowledge is power. And that's what the magazine is about. The power in the greater sense for the greater good. And that's what it's about. It's to rise to higher levels with the information that we're putting out. And, you know, as a guy, you know, that's, you know, maybe I'm turning 73. uh, The older you get, the more you have to do, as I said, and the the less you do, the quicker you go. And I went through some very difficult times with a pathological liar that, you know, uh, did a lot of destruction. And so rather than go down with that kind of emotion, I built myself up Physically, I doubled down on my physical workouts and my health and my what I eat. And you know, the first book I worked on was natural healing. And I have an honorary doctor from the National University of Health Sciences, so I know about this stuff. And I was in good shape. I've always, have you know, been in good shape, you know, most of my life. And but I doubled down on it. So when you're going down, you double up on what you could bring you back up. And that, to me, was the big lesson. You double up when you're going down, and you double up in ways that are gonna build you that you can't do because of the other part that you have to deal with.
0: When you explain your meditation, how important the meditation was, you actually told me this, and it's had a lasting impact, it's incredible. Can you just please quickly explain why meditation is so important for you, what you get out of it, and how it allows you to focus throughout your day?
1: Well, it, it, my, my, my meditation for me is to empty my mind, to try to, not to think of anything. Because when your mind is filled with the thoughts of what's troubling you, what you want, what you need, what you wish for, with the problem's going on, you, there's no room for new to enter. So by for me with meditation, by having quiet time, New thoughts come in, and so that's the that's part of the meditation for me. And the other is to to get those negative thoughts and the others out of your system, and to quiet in quieting your mind helps do that.
0: What couple words would you describe the previous decade 2000, 2009, two thousand two thousand nine? Sorry, two thousand ten to two thousand twenty, and how would you describe in a couple
1: words the coming decade? The previous decade, I would, you know, there was one thing that Occupy Wall Street did, and it brought to light the one percent running the world. So, from the last decade to me was the multinational decade that put all the people of the world into the globalist cartel of slave landia, and that's all we've become. We become plantation workers. On the global plantation of slave slavelandia, you look at the data and again it 's now a trends journal i mean you, you have you know people making you know forty percent of the population in America making wages that you cannot possibly live by, and it 's all over the world so the more the the more that the few own, the less opportunities for everyone else. This is no longer the land of opportunity and the same thing is happening in a lot of countries. So that's what I looked at, at this as. As I look at the twentieth century, it's going to be the tipping point century, the twenty excuse me, the decade of uh, from twenty from twenty twenty to twenty thirty. If positive changes are made during that decade, the tipping point is going to go down and there'll be no return back up so i look at it as the tipping point point decade
0: gerald salente founder of the trends research institute publisher of the trends journal i want to thank you so much for being with us today again always fascinating always bringing a lot of tremendous insight and uh, thank you for all that you do and gerald what is the best way that people can learn more about you and how can they learn more about the trends journal
1: Just go to TrendsJournal.com TrendsJournal.com The only magazine in the world Nothing like it Nothing like it We went from a quarterly To a monthly Now it's a weekly You know you get Time Magazine It's last week's news Next week This is tomorrow's (laughs) news It is This is tomorrow's news today What's going on What it means How it will affect you Knowledge is power And that's what we're giving the people And again It's for the greater good And to move society to a much higher level, and it's only one hundred and twenty-nine dollars a year. It's it's nothing, you know. It's twenty-nine cents a day, and and also uh, one of our other forecasts, Trump twenty twenty. Uh, we think he's we we're forecasting, and we were the first magazine to call him a winner in in May of two thousand and sixteen.
0: He's going to win against
1: all odds. And he's going to be he, it. it? considering who, unless there's a wild card, and there's no wilder card than the Trump card. But other than that, you know, if there's a black swan event, something, you know, you can't foresee. Considering the, the three front runners Biden, uh, Warren, and Sanders, we say Trump will beat all three of them.
0: Awesome, Gerald. Thank you so it's, much.
1: <laughs> it's all about the swing states. It's as simple as that. Um. And the swing states are not going to vote for a a Sanders or a, or a Warren, and Biden. You know he, he's his he's his worst stupid enemy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I love your your insight on that. But he just let everyone know too. If you go to Gerald's website, you'll see how many trends he's correctly, accurately predicted over the years. I mean, several of them. So I don't know, incredible track record. So um, Gerald, thank you again so much.
1: And thank you, thank you for all that you do, Ryan. Okay.
0: All right, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth. Special thanks to our dear friend, Mr. Gerald Salente. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Lisa Kaza, and Miss Constance Stellas. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care, and thank you so much for listening.